pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's time for your in-depth look at the world of gaming. Here we go! The Meta with Katie Barber. Hello and welcome back to The Meta right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. I'm your host, Katie Barber, and I've got my friend James Pledger here with me as always. How are you, James? I'm good. Good, good, good. You made a joke like literally like two minutes ago (laughs) that I wished was like right now. (laughs) Well... I haven't had uh, my identity stolen recently. So. Oh, no. Okay, we'll start with that, right? <laughs> so yesterday at like 4.30, I got a phone call from an area code of a, of a town in Central Texas, Bryan College Station. I haven't lived there since like before the pandemic. I know that town. Like an easy, right, an easy way... <laughs> An easy way to think about time, right, is before the pandemic and after the pandemic. So I moved away from there right before the pandemic. I lived there for college. I worked at the newspaper there for a couple mm-hmm. of years after college. And while I was in school and finishing up with my degree, I was managing, I mentioned this before, but I, I was an assistant manager at a GameStop, right, for a couple of years. So I and know... you got all the hookups No, I, I mean, not really. It's I mean, it's there's turnover, but I know how the systems work, right? So if you pre-order a game at a GameStop, the store you pre-order it at is the store it has to be picked up at. Mm-hmm. It's because that's how the company decides where to send the games that are being pre-ordered, right? Like they how they know what store needs how many, you know, a bajillion copies of Halo 4. It was my first midnight launch I ever worked. Nice. Well, so I got a call yesterday from an area code in Brian Cullen Station, and it's one of the GameStops there. Okay. And it's a GameStop I had done a lot of business at, not actually the one that I used to work at, but one that was near my old newspaper. And they were telling me that my I had a, a game I pre-ordered, Kirby and the Forgotten Lands, was there at the store, and I could come pick it up. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> Except for the fact that I never pre-ordered that game, and let alone I haven't been I haven't been to Brian College Station <laughs> since like uh, in over a year. Like I, I thought it was nostalgia. You were just trying to get just, back to Brian, just, and- you know. Well, so I and they had left me a voicemail. I didn't answer because it was like the work day. But then I was so confused <laughs> that I called them because I just needed to know what was up. I talked to the guy. I asked him to check my account because I obviously don't live there. I obviously didn't pre-order the game, but somebody's using my Power for Words account, which I've had for a long time. I've got a lot of points saved up in it. I've purchased multiple consoles, like mm-hmm. using it, and it's you know. So I don't want anybody using my points. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, it turns hard out for those points. And so, and so the guy tells me. That somebody went in on March 5th and pre-ordered like six games, including Kirby. It's like Kirby, Tiny Tina's Wonderland, which came out this week, Pokemon Violet, and, and the new Pokemon games, which I am planning on getting, and like a couple other games, like six games. Oh, and, good. So the Pokemon games you want are already pre-ordered. That's right, awesome. I know. And I was like, well, that's cool, but it wasn't me. <laughs> so, and the guy told me, I mean, obviously you can't really do anything. 
other than just maybe keep note of who comes in and picks up the game using my Power Up Rewards card. And right. the guy, and to be fair, the guy told me, "Oh, I'll keep an eye out." It was probably it was probably a manager that was there, probably the manager. It's usually who's making those calls. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's a really nice gesture that he he thinks that he'll be able to remember to keep an eye out for like some one person's name. Wait a minute, so, you're not Katie Baba. <laughs> you're not Katie Baba. But no, so understanding that it was a very nice gesture for him and i i hope he remembers but i not i would not be surprised if he doesn't so what i did instead is i went into my power up rewards account and i changed my name so it's got a first name and a last name box and it doesn't have any like character constraints so i could put katie barber katie space barber in the first name box and in the last name box i put in all caps check id and call if not present (laughs) Because I thought you were going to do something awesome like I wish, Princess Katie. Oh, I mean, Barber. I, I will after I figure out who is using my Power for Words account. But so, you know, hopefully the person checking, like looking up my phone number on this random Power Up, like for this random person using my Power for Words card, hopefully they'll actually read that. Um, and they'll, maybe they'll give me a call. I really, it's a mystery to me. I, I feel like a Sherlock a Holmes type investigation about to take like something's afoot watson i have a couple of people in mind that it could be but also don't know why they don't just make get their own card the thing that got me most messed up is when i was going on there to change my name it showed that they the person who pre-ordered these games not only did they pre-order the game but they paid to renew my power up rewards card so maybe i right so i'm like thanks and i get like ten thousand points just for doing that (laughs) so my question is why why, if you're going to pay to renew my card, well, maybe, and you're going to pay to pre-order these games, why not just get your own account? But maybe, maybe, and hear me out, maybe this person is just paying it for it. It's like, look, mm-hmm. I'm using her Power Up Rewards card to pre-order these games so I don't have to get my own. <laughs> so by doing this and using her account, it's like somebody that uses somebody's Netflix and pays for it. Yeah, well... See, so two things. The people I think it could be, I don't know why Less they would want to. noble? Well, no, I don't know why they would want to pay it forward. You know, <laughs> like, they're, <laughs> they are people I used to be in relationships with, which are both perfectly capable of, like, signing up for their own account. And maybe it's not either of them. But if it's not either of them, I don't have any idea. Then there's even more oh, no, questions. Then I have a million more questions. <laughs> and, uh, I, and the other thing, the reason why I'm like, thanks for the points, but get out of my account is because, like, I have experienced actual, like, employees being like, oh, you have enough points for a $10 off coupon, you know, mm-hmm. and then redeeming it there in the store. So I'm like, I don't want them to be just, like, using my points in the store by, because they're maybe going in and buying games in person more than me. Yeah. I'm just being a little greedy. But also, I just, I, it's just a mystery I need to solve. I am like, it's like burning a hole in my mind for no reason. No discernible reason. I just, it doesn't matter. I just need to know who the heck. All of a sudden, now I just have this vision of Katie, like Charlie Day in front of the board with all (laughs) the the strings strings attached. (gasps) I am wearing a a reddish jacket with (laughs) strings on it. So I guess I'm channeling that emotion at the moment. (sighs) But other than that, that has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with the meta. (laughs) That's just That has so much to do with the meta. (laughs) I did not know that a power-up rewards card could be... 
ID thefted. And so if you're listening to this person using my rewards card, there's absolutely nothing stopping me other than the drive to Bryan, Texas to go to that store and cancel those pre-orders and take all that money. Like, the, just think about protecting yourself here. The all, I just have to drive there. If you have these games totally paid off, I'm about to come take it. See, <laughs> I get I feel, why, the why the drive is the only thing stopping you, because <laughs> at $4 a gallon yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. that's a big stop. I'm probably only, <laughs> but see, that, that probably driving, getting the amount of money relative to what I'd be spending in gas and coming back, like I'd be, it's a, it's a net zero profit right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> All you're doing is putting unnecessary mileage on your car and wasting what, three hours there, three hours back, six hours of your weekend? We will figure this out, though. Like, And I guess the other reason why I'm, I'm maybe doubting myself about this employee not figuring it out on his own because he was like, oh, yeah, we need to get him. We need to get, or he didn't say him. We need to get that person their own power rewards card. The, the power of forced sales incentives may drive the truth out even faster than my own curiosity and attempts to bypass the, the name system. The power of sales compels you. <laughs> yeah, literally. As a former Amazon employee, uh, nothing nothing makes them happier than pre-owned sales and Power Rewards card memberships. <laughs> anyway, to the true purpose of the meta. <laughs> well, I think that is the true purpose, but, you know, well, to each their own. And we'll, I'll keep you all updated maybe i mean i'm not no this feels like a weekly update kind of thing i don't know if i'll get weekly updates what i need to do is i need to go to a GameStop and test whether or not the name change online actually shows up in their system like i need to troubleshoot whether or not this is an effective method Uh, and there's there's a GameStop across the street from my gym i just have to be willing to go there after i'm disgusting (laughs) help me solve this crime or before you're disgusting the pre-workout man gets me <laughs> i get it i get you feel it the tingly joke i need to use this right now <laughs> i need to get this out of my system immediately though i may be in the best headspace for demanding answers <laughs> like a mix of the hulk and like <laughs> ace attorney <laughs> oh oh no Back to Smash Ultimate, though, right? That's oh, our, let me guess. The start of the show, everyone's <laughs> some atonement. Whoever's whoever's pre-ordering games under my Power Rewards account, prepare for atonement. That would have been the best. That would have been a better. I'll meet you at Shenanigans <laughs> 2 p.m. tomorrow. One v one me. start. One v one me. Smash Ultimate singles. I will play Olimar or Pac Man. Or Dr. Mario. You get to pick. Those are the three options. I might need to play a little bit. To, I haven't I haven't played Smash in a minute. <laughs> I've been too obsessed with Pokemon's Arceus and Animal Crossing on my Switch. But but shenanigans. Atonement, that weekly Saturday tournament. I'm, I have links to all of these on my Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, on my pinned tweet and the tweet that I'll have for the show. If you go to my Twitter like right now, it'll be there. Katie with the K, K <laughs> underscore, <laughs> underscore, <laughs> cakes with the K, A-K- yeah. <laughs> the, t- the the tutorial on how to find my Twitter every episode. Oh, I'm here to help. <laughs> J- James is like Cortana for the meta or Navi. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> underscore, underscore, two underscores. This, this, every as week. if one wasn't annoying enough, two. I put in a second. Look. <laughs> 
I'm an, I'm annoying in every aspect of my life, <laughs> including my usernames. <laughs> so we've got the atonement tournament tomorrow starts at 2.30, Monday at Anime Tokyo, sign-ups start at 6.30, the new Tuesday tournament in San Marcos at Evo Gaming, yes. Springtown Slam, they start at 6 o'clock, and then Thursdays at Otaku Zone, that's going to be at 6 p.m. sign-ups, so every, there's almost every day of the week you have a chance to play, and, and when you're playing in these tournaments, you're actually playing for power ranking points to qualify for regionals, to qualify for majors, mm-hmm. and there's some really good players in San Antonio. Um, if you are in the San Antonio Smash Ultimate Facebook group, if you're not, you should be. I've got links again to that on my Twitter. You can keep up with who's actually like winning in the power rankings every week. The, the guys that are, that are that are putting on these tournaments that are taking the time out of their week every single week to do this, I it's amazing, honestly, to see. Once again, that's Katie with a K <laughs> underscore underscore cakes with a K. Oh, no, <laughs> yes, did I just get a snort? No, <laughs> you did not. They don't exist. Oh, no. So what's going on out in Seguin? Oh, my God. In Seguin, we talked about this last week. This is tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> I hear it's only a day away. Right. Only one day away. Uh, so at 4 p.m. tomorrow, there is the all at All-Star Cards and Gaming in Seguin, a Smash Ultimate Tournament $200 pop bonus. So that's what it starts at. So there's some money on the line, and again, power ranking points are uh, available. I've got the signups on my Twitter, <laughs> Katie, two underscores, cakes with a K. And then, and then, and then next weekend, already April. We're about to be in April, James. I, know. I do not. It is just insane. That means, and we'll talk about this later, but also that means. Moon Knight is next week, which I'm really excited about. So excited. We'll get to talk about it, too, because the first episodes will have dropped. Yeah, exactly. Next week. But we're going to talk a little bit about its place in uh, the MCU later on in the show. But in Austin next weekend, on April 2nd, there's going to be a regional tournament. Um, It's not just Smash. It's going to be it's going to have Smash Ultimate, Melee, King of Fighters 15 and Guilty Gear at Pinball's Lake Creek. That's a. not you know it's not down the road <laughs> it's a little ways down the road but you've got some time to plan it's down the road and over the bridge yeah just 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 a bit over the B- buta bridge <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> there's, there's a joke there somewhere and it's not the pinballs <laughs> in buta we've already we found this out last week <laughs> this is fully in austin and that's gonna be so that's gonna be a, a great meld if you get out there the the smash austin community is fantastic and i've got the registration link linked on my Twitter. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, I've got those linked in the uh, in the bio for the show on podcast platforms. So I try to make it as easy as possible for you to follow everything. And this is still a little ways away, but I'm really excited. It's a, in, May 6th? Yes, yeah. May 6th, the battle for Texas. Oh! <laughs> and this- Fuel! Right. Outlaws, who comes out on top? <laughs> San, it's I wish it was San Antonio. It's Aust, It's uh, Houston versus Dallas. Let me get my major metro areas <laughs> correct right now. Uh, <laughs> it's Houston versus Dallas, the two Overwatch League Houston or Texas franchises. It's a big deal. I'm super stoked. This is going to be at Port SA. It's going to be one of the first. I think it's the first big esports event that Port mm. SA is going to be holding. It's going to that's San Antonio's. Huge, huge, huge esports arena. It's got like a BYOC cafe inside. Yeah. I'm going to be visiting there in the next week or two also. Um, so I'm hoping to chat with somebody there about what to expect and what you can do there. <laughs> Not just go and watch Overwatch League, whole, but 
I'm just so stoked for this. And place. tickets are on sale now. Yeah, and they're not they're cheap. They're thirty bucks. Yeah. Thirty bucks. So when you buy tickets, you're gonna be either assigned either the Houston side or the Dallas side. I think you get to pick. But regardless H Town represent. <laughs> right. I'm I'm an Outlaws fan myself. That uh you know, that old Katy, Texas, close to Houston. Practically Houston. It is Houston. I know, right? It's <laughs> it feels a little bit detached. Uh, but that's really exciting and I can't wait. There was something else I was going to say about it. What was I going to say about that? That you're oh, super excited? Well, besides the fact I'm super excited. <laughs> no, it's the first Overwatch League tournament or like game matches to be held in person since the pandemic. So oh, not really? Yeah, so not only is it the Battle for Texas, and I believe it's like the... I, I don't know if they've done a Battle for Texas before. Um, if they have, they haven't really had a good neutral ground spot mm-hmm. to do it because the other esports ter- uh, arena in Texas... It's in Dallas. Yeah, exactly. Um so they're home field advantage. right, and so even if you're not a fan of either team, it's a really great opportunity for you to get in and, and experience some pro Overwatch play. We don't get a lot of opportunities to watch, you know, these pro matchups in San Antonio specifically. So it's a great opportunity to show the city there's definitely opportunity. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to get started with game news. I'm going to talk quite a bit about what to expect from the new Witcher game and CD Projekt Red and what they've got <laughs> planned. It's always Oh, CD Projekt Red. We will be right back right here on the Meta on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. The Meta with Katie Barbo on San Antonio Sports Star. Welcome back to the Meta right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. I'm your host, Katie Barber, and I've got James Pledger here with me. We have waxed poetic about the Witcher series. We love the show. Yes. I personally love the show. I'm Henry a big, Cavill's amazing. Yes, 100%. Geralt's just such a great character. Uh, the Witcher series has been really good. Uh, CD Projekt Red <laughs> is in the red <laughs> in the court of public opinions. I know, it's terrible. Uh, just in, the, in terms of the court of public opinion, right? Mm-hmm. We, we know CD Projekt Red was a super bungled launch. They're trying their best to redeem themselves. And there are some of the complaints. As most launches right. do. I, I Right. Especially with these big AAA titles. And something I feel is definitely worth a, a conversation is the fact that, like, CD Projekt Red, their games, like the Witcher games, I love them, but they were buggy. They had issues mm-hmm. of their own. And I think that a part of that is attributed to the fact that they were using their own studio-developed engine called Red Engine. Mm-hmm. That was what they used to make The Witcher 3. I think that they that's what they used to make cyber, cyberpunk in its first in its original form. And when they <laughs> and so we learned this week, is it this week? Yes, it was yes. this week. It was like Monday, I think. That like Witcher the CD Project Red released a teaser image with very little information, just that The Witcher has a new saga coming, it's an active development, but they were really but the, there were a lot of questions, right? When you, they talk about a new saga. Mm-hmm. New saga is like, well, so <laughs> End of Witcher 3 notwithstanding. When you say a new saga, you're like, well, what does that mean? Is it taking place far in the future? Is it just kind of a continuation of a new character that was introduced in the series that we know? We don't know. We don't know any of that. But what we we do know is that the medallion in the the snow in the teaser image is not from a house. <clears throat> That's a, a school of the Witcher that mm-hmm. we know of already. And there's a handful of them. We know that... What, Geralt was from the School of the Wolf. Mm-hmm. They've got the cat, the bear, the griffin, the viper, the manacore, the crane, and those are all like armor sets that you can unlock in the game. Yep. 
and the medallion looks like a cat, but it doesn't look exactly like the medallion of the cat, which Siri wears. She like in the books, <laughs> right? There's so much that goes into these games. That's really awesome. Um, and I think that's why people really do enjoy it because yeah, the uh, story is so deep and, and detailed and you really just get into it. And that's part of the, high the fantasy, allure yeah. of these games. Right. Exactly. So we know. And so let me back up a little bit. So, <laughs> so we, <laughs> so we know that they're making a new game and the whole bit about the engines is for me to say that they announced that they're moving away from using red engine and they're actually using unreal engine five mm-hmm. for the development of the new game. And this should help with the technical art aspects and the technical aspects of the game that we have issues that we saw with cyberpunk, but also Fingers with Witcher, Witcher. Like if you look up Witcher three, uh, Roach, you'll see oh, so God. many videos and screenshots of Roach, of Roach just like <laughs> flying yeah. in from the ceiling or walking through a tree or climbing down a mountain to come to you or you're on his back and like cutting through a ceiling. It was just really common to have like these graphical bugs that ultimately really didn't cause too many problems <clears throat> other than, you know, the immersion <laughs> that most people, people like their games to be polished. Mm-hmm. So, so that gives me some hope. Developers also said they're not releasing any sort of uh, like release time frame, no development time frame. Thank you. And and then they hired a new game director over the series that announced this week that there is going to be absolutely no crunch. So knowing all that and all of the fallout from Cyberpunk's launch, I feel like this game is many years away. We're not going to get this game anytime soon. And I'm okay with that. Me too. Just- 100%. Like I've said from day one, episode one, just get it right. Yeah. Just get it right. I don't care how long it takes. Just don't don't give me a glitchy game and then promise it to be fixed, you know, three years later after I've already just hate played it and just incredibly frustrated with the game never to want to see it again. Especially if they've, I mean, so I'm not going to spoil too much about The Witcher 3, but there were three endings, right? Mm -hmm. And they all surround Siri. (laughs) Yeah. Like Geralt's Geralt's story is wrapped up in all of the endings, so we know that Geralt's not going to be the main character in these games. And quite frankly, I think the world is so vast. There's plenty of characters to pull from. The obvious one 100%. being Siri, right? So, and one of the endings, which is typically considered the the canon ending, is Siri becomes a Witcher. Mm-hmm. And the, and there's a so CD Projekt Red worked on a collaboration with Dark Horse Comics to put out a run of comics also where Siri is a witcher <clears throat> that kind of supports this idea that Siri is going to become the protagonist in the next saga of games. It just really makes sense. We played as her in Witcher three kind of not a ton, but yeah. enough. We know that she's strong. <clears throat> and so, uh, and and one of the lead creative directors on the series confirmed to like Eurogamer this week that the medallion is a new school of witchers, right? <clears throat> that was a speculation all week up to, I think on Thursday. Yeah. And so this will be the School of the Links. And there's a lot of fan theories out there <laughs> about how the House of the Cat evolves into the House of the Links. But the, the creative lead said that it's a completely new, new to the series, new to the franchise. It's being a, like created for the sake of the game. So yeah. I think it'll probably focus on Siri or we'll maybe we'll see... This could take place 50 years in the future when, because we know that the Witchers were kind of a dying breed of creatures mm-hmm. <laughs> in The Witcher 3. Maybe this is 
far in the future where all of the references to the games will only be like in Gwent cards <laughs> that <laughs> and the would books be that you find, <laughs> right? But I, I'm I am excited and I do have hope because The Witcher Three is what CD Projekt Red built its reputation on. Yeah, it's a franchise that they have had success in. And I think that there were a lot of things that went wrong with Cyberpunk. We've talked about it, but I think the really long development period, people they were talking about that game for over 10 years. Yes. And when you're developing a game for consoles over 10 years, that means you're developing for one with like with a development kit for one console. And as the consoles upgrade, you have yeah, to And then and then just you can't just go from a PS3 to a PS4 to a PS5 dev kit and it not introduce significant technological challenges. Mm-hmm that hamper development. And I'm not trying to make excuses. It wasn't okay what they did with the release of Cyberpunk. But I can... It's almost not surprising to me in a way, um, just because I feel like they put themselves in an untenable situation by announcing the game super early, by you know just continually announcing a release date and delaying and delaying and delaying. It's hopefully... Less the, is more here. The no right? date is fantastic. Right, give us more Witcher TV show. Collaborate. Yeah. We're getting a Netflix... Um, show about cyberpunk and uh, you know so CD yeah. Projekt Red is keeping itself busy they're giving us content but we just need to give them space yeah <laughs> but The Witcher is just one of my favorite RPG franchises so I wanted to talk a little bit more because everyone's calling it The Witcher 4 and I cannot in good faith and the new engine is going to be oh, Unreal a Prime is- huge huge addition to this franchise They, they, they the, the hardware <laughs> demos that have been like conducted in Unreal Engine 5 is just insane, just mm-hmm. what it's capable of. And I feel like we say that every single... <laughs> we said that with Unreal Engine 4. But, it, I mean, so many good games were developed in Unreal Engine exactly. 4. So, big, big, big hopes. Big dreams. <laughs> 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 and I, you know, I just... I you, you, you love to see a studio get better. You know, do better. You don't want to see them... Learn make, from your mistakes. Right. It, it would suck to see studios put out, you know... Put out games that don't do well and then just close down, shut their doors forever. Those developers, what, never make games again? That mm-hmm. sucks. That, that, uh, the idea of that sucks. So I'm hoping that in all of these situations for all of these developers and publishers that we talk about, maybe they're not, not so great business practices, I always have hope that they will change and that yeah. they'll make better decisions because who benefits? The Us. consumers. <laughs> the gamers. <laughs> we'll be back with some more game news right after this break on the meta on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. The meta with Katie Barber on San Antonio Sports Star. Welcome back to the meta, your source for all things gaming and esports right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Remember, if you've missed any of today's show, you can always catch the podcast online at sasportstar.com under the Audio Vault. And if you don't live in San Antonio, you can listen to the show on the audio player on the front page. Like, not just on the Audio Vault, but literally on the front page of the site, mm-hmm. Like, which I think is very fun. You, know, you get to actually hear where those ad spots go. When we're live. <laughs> when we are live. <clears throat> so... Game news. So not some not so good news, right? We've got oh, some yeah. big some. We're gonna some, start with the bad stuff. Yeah, well, and then, we, and then it gets better. Well, we're gonna go bad, mid, good, right? Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so bad news is we've got two pretty significant delays um, for the Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, and for PGA uh, EA Sports PGA Tour. You know. Again, we were just talking about do the delays if you need to to make the game better. So it's sad because we have to wait for the games, Mm -hmm. but 
if there's if they need the delays, absolutely take them. It's been like what eight years. So the PGA Tour games they did they had PGA Tour 2014 was the last Tiger Woods one. Yes. And then they and then they and switched they, to PGA Tour with Roy Roy McIlroy mm-hmm. specifically in the name. And then that was the last one it was in 2015. <laughs> and we know that two 2K is is kind of delving into the PGA. Yes tour game as well and if they do and they start treating it more so like the ea sports used to treat tiger woods because tiger woods is he on the 2k game i'm trying to remember like fifa like uh uh, 2k that's a yearly it used to be a yearly release for ea Mm -hmm. much like fifa was like they would drop it every year Mm -hmm. and the fact that since Tiger is no longer associated, it's no longer Tiger Woods PGA Tour, and they went to Rory. The 15 and then, was eviscerated. And then they was. completely just cut off from everything, and then the pandemic didn't help, of course. Right. But now it just, they need to get back to get it where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And I think part of this has to do with the fact that it is a new next-gen console, so they're yeah. trying to update things. But once they get on top of it, they need to treat this like it used to be to where it's a yearly. Part of me almost feels like because it doesn't have a, I mean, obviously it's not going to have a year because it was originally announced in 2021. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to come out. It it was slated for a spring 2022 launch, yeah. but we haven't heard anything about the game at all. And now and you know we're who's not a spring quiet, 2023. You know who's not a quiet publisher? EA Sports. Exactly. So if you're hearing nothing, it's, you know, it doesn't bode well for a game being released on time. But based on the fact that they're just calling it EA Sports PGA Tour, I part of me wonders if it'll be a game where they release the base game and then they release more like every software updates right, every year right they patch the new content into it because I, because at a certain point i feel like it becomes more more and more difficult to do a yearly release mm-hmm. it just from a, a, a technical standpoint having to start from the ground up and then have go gold with a game whereas like you just have to put together massive content updates mm-hmm. that are applied to an already existing, you know, base game. It just seems like it makes more sense. Sure. And they may give it a, a year. I mean, but I feel like if it but was But I've always be, thought they should have done that with a lot of their titles, like yeah. Madden, instead of having to buy Madden every right. year. You update your rosters you in can, season. Why can't you and just you can update them? you even charge them? people 60 bucks for, the, you know, the most updated roster. Yeah. People would pay for it, quite frankly. Like, a <laughs> 100%. Uh, but we'll see what ends up happening there. I think that there's there's probably, if I had to guess, there's probably just a bunch of issues underneath, bubbling underneath the surface with dealing with the PGA licensing, dealing with, if, I yeah. mean, if they're having issues, they had issues with Tiger, maybe they're having issues with other players. Um, 2K being a competitor, chances are you're not going to see overlapping rosters. So if, if 2K is really trying to uh, poach players poach mm-hmm. horses whatever it is but mm-hmm. and they're and they're, it's just you're at, they can't they're, they're always they've been forever competing with each other for they've been making esports has been making games for i guess 2k has been making it they've both been making them since what the, since they were <laughs> our, arcade games yeah basically so this long-standing feud coming had coming to blows over pga uh, and then uh, Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. That is Rocksteady's foray into the DC games. So we mm-hmm. talked about God- the, the Gotham Knights game not being a Rocksteady game, not being affiliated with the Arkham Asylum series or the Arkham games. Um, 
the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League made by the same people who did Arkham. Yeah. So while I'm really sad that we're going to have to wait for it because it's, it's Rocksteady just knocks it out of the park every time. Um, I trust them and their judgment. And I guess we're just going to have to settle for <laughs> all of the DC <laughs> animated stuff that's coming out and the, the spinoff stuff that's coming yeah, out. Yeah, because, I mean, let, let's face it, this hasn't been a uh, great couple of weeks for DC. We have, obviously, this being delayed in terms of uh, Ju- Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League, but don't, don't forget, they also had to push back Super Pets, they pushed oh, yeah. back Black Adam, movies. they pushed back uh Aquaman 2, mm-hmm. The Flash, like all of their projects were pushed back sans Shazam 2, which actually got moved up. Right, the only the only one it got Shazammed forward, you know. <laughs> I so it makes you wonder like what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what's or, going on over not there, even... Detective Comics? <laughs> right. Or whether or not it's even, you know, related. It could just be, you know, the the continued delays we've been seeing yeah because of covid issues and and just everything else. I don't know if Rock, I don't even think Rocksteady is really working on anything else. I think this is their only project right now, which is again, <laughs> I'd rather you do it right than stretch yourself way too thin. We did, oh, my, the mid-news, right? And then the yeah. mid-news is really just that the reviews for the games that it came out this week were, eh. <laughs> eh. I was really... That's I, our mid. And I'm still going to play. So Kirby and the Forgotten Lands, which wasn't the game that tipped me off to this weird GameStop debacle I'm dealing with right now. Oh, right, right. right. I have been interested in it because it's like a 3D Well, we got to find Kirby out game. who's hacked you. That way we can get a good call, solid game review yeah, we'll on the in. Kirby. We'll call them in. So yeah, hey, how did you feel about it? And how many points did you get me for that purchase? No, it's it, it got really just really meh reviews they said it's super cute i mean it's a so it's a 3d kirby game it takes you away from the world that we know and it drops you into like this this it's almost like earth but far in the future so there's not humans or anything it's like humanity being reclaimed by nature and so (laughs) there's like this new mode the mouthful mode where you literally can like put kirby around like a vending machine or a car like he doesn't turn into the car he just takes the shape of the car (laughs) And you use him in combat. And the reviews are that it's super cute, but it gets super monotonous. Like, just super monotonous. It's hard to get through. There's just some aspects of it that just, of the puzzle aspects. And it's aspects. not like Pokemon RCS where it's, you're being transported, like, somewhere, and it kind of makes sense in a prehistoric Pokemon-type way. I, right. I'm like, I, I couldn't speak to how great this story is. People are saying it, just, it is really cute. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, it's a Kirby game. He's going to be adorable, but it's a little bit disappointing. But maybe it's going to pave the way for some like other better 3D entries into the Kirby franchise. And then Tiny Tina's Wonderland is the the new like totally standalone spinoff game from the Borderlands series. Yeah, it's an expansion from a Borderlands three DLC um, that uh, that focuses on Tiny Tina and like a D&D campaign that she like runs. <laughs> and I think it's like the Assault of Dragon's Keep. I th- I think is what it's called off the top of my head. And this is essentially kind of an expansion on that where you're playing in with you're playing as Tina or as characters by Tina in a Borderlands type world. And it's actually when I say 
this is mid news. I'm like, <laughs> it it got relatively good reviews. Not like game not like Elden Ring level reviews yeah. that we saw recently, but like a 70, 80 out of t- you know, like out of a hundred. Yeah. Which isn't terrible. And I mean it's always Borderlands is one of my favorite first person shooter franchises. Yeah. I like the RNG aspect. I love the story. I love the looter shooter RPG aspects of it though also. So you can play through the story as multiple characters. Um so I probably will end up picking that up. I'm not going to play it this weekend. Um I really want to get Rune Factory 5 which came out last <laughs> week. <laughs> also for the Switch if you have a Switch, it's a good week for releases. Um good news I guess. <laughs> Are we into the good? <laughs> we are into the good. So good news is a new Ghostbusters game. So did yeah. you ever did you ever play like Friday the thirteenth, like the game? Yeah, I remember. Where so and Dead by Daylight, we kind of this genre of like PvP style games. Yeah. We saw it with like Evolve was a couple of years ago, where you have like groups of people. So in, in this Ghostbusters game, Ghostbusters Unleashed, you have four Ghostbusters fighting together against one person who is like a a ghost. Yes. But it's so and I think this is the perfect application of Ghostbusters. <laughs> There's been multiple Ghostbusters games that have just been like your typical f- licensed title. Right? Yeah. You you don't always you generally don't expect a video game based on a movie to be groundbreakingly <laughs> like groundbreaking gameplay, groundbreaking mechanics. Like usually, and there are some. You've got Shadow of Mordor is a really good like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, franchise. They they introduce a lot of really cool things with the Nemesis system that we're seeing come out. Unfortunately, when I think movie games, I think about Atari's ET and how <laughs> god awful it was, and how it is historically and now it, like people are actively seeking this title out because of how bad it was. Like it it was so bad that it's like good in terms of collecting. Right. We need like a video game version of the Razzies. Like the you know the movie the movie awards show where they where it's all the worst movies ever. <laughs> we need something like that. We've got the game awards and we need like the bad game awards. That's a terrible yeah. joke. I have to sit on that joke for a little bit longer. Maybe that's maybe that's my purpose in life is <laughs> To start the anti-game awards? Maybe no. we can name it the ETs. Oh no, the <laughs> you you get your games rated on like one to five ETs. <laughs> we got We've got to workshop this idea, James. But but so but what I like about the Ghostbusters Unleashed. So I brought up Friday the fir- Friday the Thirteenth yep, game, and it's made by the developers of Friday the Thirteenth game and the Predator and Predator Hunt Hunting Grounds. So. These developers already have good experience making games in this style. It's this 4v1 co-op gameplay. And this makes for like a really fun game night, land night with friends. Just like drawing straws to see who's going to be the ghost. (laughs) Or I guess like in Friday the 13th, be, you know, be Freddy. Then uh, we we know that the Overwatch beta, I talked about, about that a bunch last week or two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, we know for sure that's going to be on April 26th is the beta for the PvP for Overwatch 2. Have you gotten signed up for it yet? I got signed up, but I haven't gotten confirmation that I'm in. I, I'm not Come only, on! Not only did I sign up through their website, like the normal sign-up link, but I also <laughs> sent like a request to their community manager nice. when he opened up requests. So I'm hoping one of those two... I'm hoping one of those two... Will get well, me in. Send another and let them know, you know, hey, the I meta also, is. Yeah. I'm like, I can also give be. give you some uh, 
some early pub on what's going on. I know. That would be fantastic. They also released, I think I, I mentioned this at the same time, too, is they were going to be redoing the ping system, which if you are playing League of Legends or any competitive game, any competitive shooter, that a really robust ping system can really be cha- game changing for yeah. teamwork. So before this update and currently you can map your comms to say, you know, group up with me or fall back or whatever it is. <clears throat> but this new improved ping system is takes away you needing to give up comm spots. I personally like to keep my comms uh, with really sassy replies. <laughs> uh, people are like, I need healing. And I just send them no because they're on the other side of the map next to you. A heal pack. I don't need to send one. I don't need to send a heal ball over to you. No, it's, so it'll be really good. I, I think that's really what it's needed, especially considering the voice chat is optional in Overwatch. So it makes grouping up and teamwork a lot harder when people aren't joining voice chat and communicating, which I, I understand. I've had some terrible, terrible voice chat experiences in every game I've played. So Okay, so we've had our, our bad news. We've had our mid news. Yes. We've had our good news. What does this Fortnite fall into? <laughs> I think it depends on how you feel. I would say, let's say, I'll say good news because they're not taking away anything okay. from anyone. Well, temporarily. But, um, so Fortnite, so data miners, my favorite people on the planet, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> forever trying to suss out confirmed, de- you know, confirmed things deep in the data of our favorite games. So discovered that Fortnite introduced a no build mode, which almost everyone that I've talked to that plays battle royales, if they don't play Fortnite, the top reason is I hate the building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate the building because you're not actually building. It's like, you're not, when you... When I say you're not actually building, you're not building a useful structure. You're like building a crazy wall to block shots. Yeah. Um, and for a lot of people who play Battle Royales, that's just not, it just doesn't fall in line with the type of gameplay they like. And they introduced a no build mode for a limited period of time. And I, it's either already gone or it's going to be taken away. But data miners found that after the season, it looks like it's going to be re-implemented with a singles, duos, and trios ranking ladder. So... I think what Fortnite is really trying to do is capture the greater... I mean, it's a, it's a free Battle Royale game. From the top down, in terms of business, Fortnite has the largest marketing footprint and has one of the largest fo- like collaboration footprints. You can play as Naruto. You can play as Ninja. You can play as... Like, all of... <laughs> you can play as... I think... Ca- like, there's Marvel characters you can play yep. as. DC Thanos. characters you can play. Right, like, you can play... Just... No, you're not snapping... But you're, you know, sniping heads. I mean, he, he did get an infinity gauntlet. One of the, you know, and they they're they held they're holding like concerts in Fortnite. They're yeah. doing film and miniseries premieres in Fortnite. Like the the company is doing everything it can to really take over the lion's share of the BR market because the battle royale genre is still relatively new in the grand scheme of games. So this isn't surprising to me. So I, I, but the fact that they're not taking away from the build mode, totally not bad news at all. Yeah. Great news for for most people. Again, I'm not. A, I'm just not a good battle royale player. I get it. I guess I'm like the one and done. And I will. I, 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 I'm last every time. 
Good, good news for everyone else, though. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so we're going to be right back. We'll be back with some nerd news. We're going to talk about Mood Night. We're going to talk about more Netflix anime adaptations right here on The Meta on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. <laughs> The Meta with Katie Barbo on San Antonio Sports Star. Welcome back to The Meta, your source for all things gaming and esports, right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. I'm your host, Katie Barber, and I've got James Pledger here with me. So we got a Moon Knight trailer. The final one before it's released next week, and oh my goodness, every passing trailer that comes out this series, which is only going to be six episodes, just looks so much better and better. And Ethan Hawke is going to be playing the villain that is still kind of unknown. Mm-hmm. So I am very, very excited to see this. And if, I don't know, maybe Blade makes an appearance, maybe there's mm-hmm. teasing of Midnight Suns or mm-hmm. whatever may come. I'm just very, very intrigued by what's going to happen with this series. Right. So Hawk actually told IGN that like the, the continuation of Moon Knight really is just going to have to depend on the reception of the show, too. So right now there's no plans for- like supposedly, according to him, I mean, he probably isn't aware of everything. But uh, so depending on how it's received, it depends on whether or not we get more. So, I mean, it looks amazing. I have no doubts it's going to be good. I have zero doubts. More on the Batman, though. <laughs> we were talking. See that? We talked about the Joker um, it last week, and we finally got a, a surprise look at Batman and Joker, their first meeting. Yes. Courtesy of Matt Reeves. A five-minute deleted scene is hit. Five minutes! And it was basically him trying to get inside the mind of the Riddler. So he goes to Arkham to talk to Joker, Mm -hmm. who, since year one, is one of the first villains that he put away. And man, Barry Keegan's Joker is... They don't even show his face until the end. Awesome. Right, his, his voice, his laugh, like his demeanor... Wow. Like, you don't see him until the very end, but like, you're, I was convinced of his character just like, like, he has that moment where he just laughs for like, what, yeah, like on 10 the, on seconds? His way out. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> and I, I, the, what they're kind of setting up is we saw, you know, the Joker be kind of an agent of chaos, like out in the world. This one was kind of, locked away off screen it was Mm -hmm. one of his first putaways but what if he is mining things behind the scenes now and you see him starting to make friends with the riddler who got locked away he was really trying to undermine batman's confidence in himself too Mm -hmm. like he was really trying to play on the obvious anxieties that bruce had with the riddler which obviously he doesn't know about (laughs) you know but he he was really playing into the just like just undermining batman's role in society and you could tell robert pattinson was like like it was it was an it was an emotional conversation for him and it was really cool to watch him go through it and the kind of the seeds he's planting but also kind of what this may mean in terms of we saw the post uh, credit scene or the you know near end credit mm-hmm. scene where he's talking to Riddler in Arkham. We get this scene. What if this trilogy is building towards 
kind of like an Arkham Asylum game. We're getting the Arkham series right, coming. Exactly. Maybe you need somebody to kind of be the face of the Arkham series. Maybe what it's it, Joker. Right. Or what if it leads into his... Bringing things right. together to bring this whole out, like the first Arkham Asylum game where mm-hmm. it's him having to go into Arkham to get something done. I, I'm just... I'm blown away mm-hmm. with what they're doing and so intrigued. And I I am incredibly intrigued with Keegan's Joker now. Right. Seriously. And what we... So we, we saw the Riddler, kind of his origin. Mm-hmm. We know that there's going to be a spinoff Penguin show. Yep. So when we're thinking about the trilogy of movies... Like what, you know, what is that trilogy going to be leading into? Are we going to, is the Joker kind of, is, is he the titular villain that we're going to be seeing him go against in the end? Or is he going to lead into like, you know, a a greater fight against a greater villain of some sort? You know, there's a lot of people we don't know about yet in, in this franchise by Matt Reeves so far. You know, like we don't, we haven't seen what Two Face. You know, we've got Poison Ivy. Bane, you know, his right. Rogues Gallery so extensive. They've teased Hush, but we don't know if that's just a tease or an Easter egg, or if that's actually a possible villain coming down the line. Like it's it's incredible what Reeves can possibly do moving forward with this, and I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, it's, a, it's we say it every week, but it's an exciting time to be a fan. Of video games and comics and unfortunately we're already out of time for the day no! <laughs> we'll be back we we'll be back next week i'm sure we'll we'll do like a non-spoilery review of the first episode of moon Knight. Oh, yeah. i'm sure we'll we'll be watching it both on wednesday so that's going to do it for today on the meta i'm your host katie barber james pledger here with me don't forget to join us next week on friday on san antonio sports star espn am 1250 and 1033 fm